Welcome back to the Paranormal Girl Podcast. I am your host, Kristen. On our final conversation for the spooky season celebration this year, I welcome back to the show Archbishop and Exorcist Plato Angelakis, joining him, Sister Kia Lynn Francis. Prior to becoming a sister, she was a white witch who worked with divination, automatic writing, and psychic abilities before converting. Utilizing her gift still, she has worked with Plato on various paranormal cases and exorcisms over the years. Working within the independent Catholic Church, they take cases and provide blessings across the country year-round, doing it all with a very open-minded and open-arms policy towards the paranormal, psychic gifts, and the like. Their mission? To help those in need and spread education to as many as they can about the value of embracing your gifts in order to help others and the evils that possibly lurk within the darkest corners of the paranormal. Please enjoy my conversation with Father Plato and Sister Kia. I have Sister Kia Lynn Francis. She is a Holy Order of St. Michael the Archangel Catholic mystic and a Nespar Order of Exorcist Reiki Grand Master and a sensitive, which we will talk about a little bit. And welcoming back to the show is Archbishop and Exorcist Plato Angelakis. He's an independent priest in the old Roman Catholic Rite, active member of the American Association of Exorcists, Archbishop with the Mexican National Church and Exorcist with the Sacred Order of St. Michael the Archangel. There's so much more to learn about these two. I will let them do it, but please welcome to the show, Sister Kia and Father Plato. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on, one, uh, Sister Kia, and also welcome back, Plato. It's uh, really good to see you. Thank you. Well, um, how are you? How are you guys? <laughs> no, no complaints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And we are definitely going to get into the lot of it. I know we, we talked quite a bit before recording, uh, which was fabulous. So I, I, I hope to share a lot of that with my audience. Um, how about, since, uh, Sister, you are new to the show, I would love it if you would just give us, de- debrief us. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Um I'm really old. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I, I'm part of the, the same church that uh, Father Plato is. Uh, and so it's an independent Catholic church, um, which gives us um, a little bit more freedom in terms of what we're doing. Um, and if, you know, someone re- requires an exorcism, well, it, that's deemed by Plato. Like we don't have to go up through any other channels because he's, you know, up at the top kind of thing in the church. And he's also a cardinal elect. So our church has four cardinals. And if they vote and there is a tie, then they will bring Plato in as a tiebreaker kind of thing. So he has, uh, he works in a cardinal capacity as well as an archbishop. So he just, uh, he's very, very modest and he doesn't talk about himself very much. So, but just putting that out there. And he was also (laughs) trained um, through the Vatican in terms of exorcisms. He studied at the Vatican um, with their course. Um, Myself, um, I've always been a sensitive. Um, I had an imaginary friend that I'm quite certain wasn't an imaginary friend. I'm pretty sure I had a little ghost girl that used to hang out with me when I was little. Um, 
I had a vision when I was quite little of myself in a habit and I couldn't understand why because I wasn't Catholic. <laughs> I lived in the country. I'd never seen a nun in real life, but that's how I was dressed. And I, I have that memory. And now it's come to pass that I do wear a habit. So it's kind of kind of funny that it came about that way. Um, I didn't see it coming. I was a witch for a long time. And um, even when I was working with father, I was a witch because he doesn't discriminate over people who have gifts. And I wasn't like a dark witch, I was a white witch. Um, so I ended up converting because I did actually receive a call to do so, like a calling um, and converted at that time because I'm more helpful to him being a member of the Catholic church during exorcisms than if I was a witch, I can't participate in the rites the same way, you know what I mean? That I can now. And, um, and because we're partners, like I'm considered an auxiliary um, exorcist um, with him. So uh, also with the church, because I'm a clair, I, I am a clairvoyant as well as an empath and I have all the clairs you know, like smelling and tasting and knowing and all that jazz. Um, so they deem you a mystic. And I have the support of three archbishops um, that have signed off on the fact that my gifts are legitimate and it's sealed with the church's seal. Um, so there's not too many of us around in the church that have been deemed a mystic because people say in the Bible, you know, they quote it, that it says, you know, like, don't go to a medium and, and, you know, this and that, but the church actually does accept you and your gifts under the right wording mm -hmm. and with the right, um, the right people vouching for you type thing. So um, that's how I earned the title of, of mystic. So it just replaces my, uh, my title as being a, clair a clairvoyant or an empath or anything like that. I'm not a medium. I don't see dead people. Fine by me. I'm not a <laughs> like, you know, I have a couple of uh, times. I'm an, I'm an nurse. I see dead people all the time. <laughs> You're what? <laughs> oh, I'm a registered nurse. I see dead people all the time. <laughs> I work. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean. I'm I know. Like floating over your bed five feet okay. in the air, you know. <laughs> yeah, your, your patients aren't floating there. But yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh. Nobody's head spinning around like. <laughs> oh, gosh. Not yet. <laughs> and unfortunately, the movie The Exorcist, the original one, is more real than made up, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As, as far as yeah. things go, like it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's not, um, you know, just a movie, you know, that kind of thing. Like I find it very disturbing because it is so true to life, to what can happen sort of thing when we're working in this realm. So Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it was really, roughly really based really on. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, except it was a 14-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. wasn't a girl. Yeah. And uh, But being clergy and doing what we do, because basically that's all we do is like cleansings and, you know, getting rid of demonic attachments, possession, oppression, that kind of thing. That's our ministry. And that's all we do. Like, it's not like Plato's doing weddings all the time. Like he's an exorcist and that's mm. what he is. Yeah. And that's what he was called to do. Okay. So um, That's how we kind of have teamed up and I ended up converting over the years. He wore me down. 
I was joking. I'm like, you brought me to the dark side, you know? <laughs> and it's also very uh, useful to being independent Catholic because I can use my, my Reiki that I have. And after an exorcism, I will uh, treat the person to kind of fill that gap of where the low vibrational energy was or the demon or whatever you want to label it as being with high vibrational energy, um, like almost angelic realm frequencies mm -hmm. and put that into them to, in order to try and help them from inviting it back in. Cause a lot of people feel very empty after it's been removed from them. Um, and I also treat the families that have been in, in the house, having to watch their loved one go through what they've gone through. Right. So it's, um, it gives me purpose in terms of that too, because I was like, well, what am I going to do with my Reiki? And I was very skeptical of it in the beginning because I'm also a registered nurse um, and was just kind of like, oh, is this going to work? Like it's a, the concept is kind of not third dimension. You have to be able to really think outside the box. And it's turned out that it's one of the best things that I ever did for myself because I can really help people. Um, through things um you know including exorcism um using the healing like healing powers that god has you know that bestowed through me and um reiki a lot of people don't know one of the names for it is the christ light so it's not anything uh demonic or anything like that but the um the roman catholic church doesn't approve of it so Again, we have the we have the freedom to go ahead and use that, you know. Yeah, well, like like you were saying, if you if you if you read it correctly in the Bible, like you you they you know they do support like like the the powers to mediumship and clear sight and all of that. But a lot of people, a lot of religious uh, folks, and just in different sects of religion, will will say the exact opposite too. You know, they they misinterpret that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, before uh, I, I do want to move on uh, to Plato and get a refresher, but before I do, I just wanted to ask you, what, what was your calling? Initially, I was living in a house that was uh, demonically infested and I was dealing with that alone. I didn't know anyone. I wasn't part of the paranormal world at that time. Um, so I did a lot of research and I did a lot of studying and I was like, hey, I'm a witch. Like it just, it clicked with me. It resonated with me. Um, and then once I'd been working with um, his eminence for a while, um, then I did receive a calling to convert and uh, to join the Catholic church. Not that I have anything against witches. Like I liked being a witch, a white witch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I enjoyed it and stuff, but I just have had this calling, um, like I was having visions about it and getting messages. And so it was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, and took it from there. So, okay. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Uh, well, uh, father, Archbishop, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is so good to see your face this time. Uh, we were doing phone last time, but uh, really nice to see you. And uh, and I like the uh, what are they uh, vest vestments? With what are they called? Well, just uh, just my blacks. You know, it's just my it's, it's my it's my Sunday drag. I call it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, just just uh, as a refresher for my audience, because it's been a little bit. Uh, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us about yourself. 
<laughs> well, uh, registered nurse by trade. Uh, I mean, I've done many jobs, but uh, I always had this, uh, this, again, I had this call to want to be clergy. I wanted to, to learn to be a priest and I've tried different ways and I just wasn't working out. And anyway, at some point uh, in the independent uh, church, I was uh, taken under the wing of one of the archbishops uh, and trained me. I went to a couple of sem uh, seminaries, did my thing. And uh, long story short, uh, I became a priest. And of course, I was doing marriages, baptisms, you know, baptisms, uh, wed uh, you know, funerals, whatnot, blessings instead of work. And I was happy. I was, I was a hobby more than anything. And then I I received a call for uh, uh, in regards to a case, and uh, that they uh, a paranormal team had gone in and realized that there was something a little bit more demonic going on. Got a little over their heads and wanted some help. Well, of course, I went there. You know, I took my book, I read it, I read it, I did the ritual, and it was a, an awakening experience because obviously I was not, uh, I was ill, Ill prepared myself. So uh, I went there, but as time went on, um, I decided to. Um, uh, to embrace that it was like a calling like, this is like this is what i wanted to do and and uh, next thing you know that's all i'm doing that's all i've been doing it's craziness uh just just go 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 and of course i, I met uh uh kia uh, at a fundraiser for a paranormal event and uh i remember the people telling me oh you're not gonna like her she's psychic she's a witch and yeah you know you're it's, you're probably not gonna like her it's not your thing whatever and we just connected. It was just, uh, it was just something. We were like BFFs by the end of that night. Like, <laughs> it was, and, and, everybody uh, was laughing. I'm like, we go together like peg and peas in Catholic Paris. Yeah, it was. Like we, 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 we hooked up. And of course, the team that, that, that she was part of sort of dismantled a little bit. They were all kind of went their, their, their own way. And, and then so, you know, I, I, then I teed up with, with Kia and uh, we decided to do things to, uh, we figured we'll do some stuff together, and uh, and then we uh, I, I was invited to go to uh, the New England Society of Paranormal Research, which is uh, a NESPAR, um, the, the Anne Lorraine Warren team. You know, uh, I was going down to actually discuss a, a case that they had. Um, no other reason. It just happened to be a Halloween. It happened to be a, an Annabelle event and dinner and whatnot. And uh, Tony Spare asked me to bless the Occult Museum. So anyway, I anyway, I asked. Uh, Kia, she wanted to come down with me and, and you know and you know and join me in meeting uh, the team and, and talking about a case. Uh, and then next thing you know, we're, I'm, I'm blessing the museum. He invited me to the dinner, inviting his sister with us as well. And and next thing you know, uh, we're members of the team as spiritual advisors. Uh, and so like so, and then now we're the ones who go down and bless the club museum, move the Annabelle doll. I mean, we're going apparently we're going there in, in two weeks' time to, to do the exact same thing uh, post COVID. Uh, when it says the border was closed, we were not able to go down and do many things. So uh, this is where just it just seems to be one thing after the other. I've I've uh, attended many paracons, uh, did a lot of interviews, and just things seem to be growing. Um, so uh, yeah, and then of course one day Sister Kia came to me and says she wanted to convert and be a be a sister, and I thought, well, I I thought you caught by surprise. I was I was perfectly happy here being pagan wishes. It seemed to complement things because. My my agenda was as an independent bishop is to show people that uh, that that people do have gifts from all walks of life and not to discriminate and utilize them. They're very effective, and uh, so I was I was perfectly happy. But she decided to hang up her broom and decided to join. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine, no problem. <laughs> so, but I kept uh, my crystal ball. 
because it's pretty. <laughs> Good accessory yeah. to have. Yeah. yeah. And I have a Ouija board that was carved out of a table from 1903. So oh, I guess that. Wow. So it's more of a more of a tucked away, thing, but yeah. I have my memories. Yeah. But, but the broom is in the garage; is parked, and you know, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah turn, turned it off. Free to come over yeah. and sweep anytime you want. Please. You can just go to town. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> and and then come over and do the same here because I got four yeah. animals, and the hair situation uh, uh, is. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I have two cats, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you didn't uh, put those away either. You know, set set them aside either. <laughs> well, it's a it's a part it's a part of who she is, and she's, yeah, she she was very uh, very well knowledgeable, and, and actually, it's a it's a it's a it's a great uh, experience to have had, and and that knowledge base that she has uh, really it really helps, especially at Paracons when people talk about how can you two work together and what happened, and it it, it really it brings out it it really humanizes people. I say, well, I don't. I have a gift. Don't don't be afraid. Don't, uh, like embrace it. Like they look at me and they say, oh, my God, are you okay with my gift? I'm absolutely. And and, mm-hmm. and I want you to cultivate it. And, and you know, it's a gift from God. And you know, and and, and run with it. Uh, because certainly, it's not a gift I have. I'm not a sensitive by any means, right? I'm, you know, that I'm sort of the hardball. I'm the guy at the end. They bring in just the, 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 I'm the muscle. You know, they do all. <laughs> they, you know, I use these like. Except I go first, and he hides behind yeah. me. Yeah, so. <laughs> she, she, she is so tall. She gets her boots on, and she's so tall that I can just send her in. I just go behind and go with the holy water. <laughs> you know? so, so, so it's nice having a sister that's tall than me. I can just send her in, and whatever happens, well, you know. It's going to get me first. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so. you guys are uh, such an interesting pairing. Um, and you're very, very <laughs> successful in all of the cases and all of the people that you help. Do you, uh, so from that point forward, have you always specifically worked together? Do you guys kind of branch no. out and do? No, no, uh, we're no I, together. Like, yeah, we'll yeah, work on there. different teams and stuff, you know, if and if people need us. And people have reached out to us and ha- not had anywhere to go. And even during COVID, when we couldn't travel to them, um, we would help them remotely and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, try and send them holy oil and holy water and blessed salt and prayers and go over things, you know, with them. And then in that type of a case, I would do a reading to see if they're you know, lying about something because sometimes people don't want to be forthcoming with everything they're doing in their lives. And um, they're aware of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what we've been doing since the border was closed. That's how we had to help. And now it's open again. So it gives us a little more freedom to to help people out. So, uh, so we're back on our feet and we're back to booking interviews and doing paracons and those sorts of things yeah so, yeah, and, yeah uh, and you guys are growing as you told mm-hmm. me uh right. you, you have a new member I'm, I'm very curious to learn about well well actually it's kind of ironic how that works i mean uh sister kia were like like she said we worked we worked with several people uh and i'm not sure this giving interference or not that's cross but anyway <laughs> I, I keep hearing things so anyway uh no we we worked on for example we worked on one case uh, together through the covid uh outbreak and we sent uh, prayers and whatnot and uh then it came it came that uh i was invited to uh 
to an event uh, out near uh, Windsor, Detroit area. And uh, we, um, uh, uh, we were supposed to go, but uh, the sister got ill and she couldn't attend. So um, I, I just went alone. And the event that I was invited to got canceled. So I asked, I asked uh, the, the members there uh, who invited me, uh, well, would you like to join me in this exorcism I have to, I have to do because I'm all alone, really. Mm-hmm. And they, they got a chance to see what really what goes on, what really it entails, like the whole process. Uh, they actually documented it. I think they're going to actually put it on. They're, they're planning to do a documentary and putting that on YouTube at some point as well. Uh, because I have consent from the client to do so, we mm-hmm. block out some faces and whatnot, um, just to show because we actually they were actually able to see the transformation, the eyes changed everything. Um, but but uh, Sister Lucy was on on that team, and she has a some, some Reiki experience. She has some clairvoyancy as well, a little different than what Kia does, uh, but on a, on a different different level. And uh, she again, she came to me and said she wanted to be a sister. Uh, and she went to form, so we, we formed another religious order. So I've got two of them. They're, they're not the same. Sister <laughs> Kia has her own, and so I got two mother superiors, and got, you know, I got now, now we're growing, and they're trying to. Um, she's um, she's more uh, in the um, uh, trying to um, again. It's uh, trying to get away from the patriarchal sort of rule, and, and trying to allow the people who have gifts to sort of practice those gifts in a sort of safe environment and a safe. A safe sort of um, uh, sort of uh, in uh, scenario. So again, they're both uh, very can be very effective and helpful. And I think I, I, it's time to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, so. And, and and ironically, Sister Kia is at one end of the, prov- the province, and, and Lucy's at the other end of the province. So I've got both both corners. Like so, all I need is two. All I need is two more witches to convert, and I've got four witches of uh, <laughs> the, the north, the south, the east, and the west. <laughs> and so, so I, I call the, the, the you'll have people that can call the corners you know so, call so, the watchtower so so, so, I, so it's like it's like uh i just need a couple of scarecrow and a tin man and i'm, I'm ready to go I'm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no place like oh no. <laughs> i don't know no, which no one are you, which one didn't have a heart that's you you big meanie <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, on I, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably the one hiding behind you. I'm a scarecrow, you know, so I'm the cowardly lion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually great because they, you know, um, I'm I'm fine. Uh, like with Sister Lucy, she has a YouTube channel, which is great. So everybody has something to offer to put on the table, and it's great that we can diversify and well, we can talk about so many things uh, and really branch out. and And the thing is, we have no boundaries. We can do what we like and 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 talk about different things. Uh, I think Sister uh, Kia wants to talk about women in the church. Uh, um, yeah, we're going to do a docu series. It's three yeah. or four episodes of uh, the role of women in the Bible, um, mm-hmm. and including like the saints and the martyrs, and uh, and women in general, what their roles were in the Bible, and show that it's not as patriarchal as it's been presented to be and i mean it's also been edited let's face it i mean it's yeah how how old is the scripture right and when very very political different yeah and uh and things have been left out of copies uh, that you know as they as it gets moved along 
in history they've they've changed you know yeah yeah um, and you were you were saying before that 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 women wrote um some of the chapters is that is that right well, many 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 there mm-hmm. was yeah. a book, book of esther a book of mary madeline there was many of the women had their own interpretation of what really went on and how what their experience was uh, during the crucifixion and the whole ministry of jesus for those three years that the they traveled because the women traveled with them as well so there were there's a lot of a lot of history that, that that's starting to come out, and, and and I think people need to know that uh, uh, that this was going on, and uh, and 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 like Sister Lucy, now she's also very much uh, into the sort of the galactic sort of the alien UFO ufology. They're thinking, mm-hmm. well, are are they demons? Are they not demons? And sort of what's their role? And so I'm I'm getting a lot of people who come up with a lot of different things that they're experiencing, sure. and so. So I'm starting to really branch out and starting to learn about some of these things that, you know, like, you know, uh, possession is not necessarily demonic. It's, it's possession can be, um, uh, uh, and, and so people are saying there's alien infiltration. There's people that are, uh, you know, like the governments are sort of hiding a lot of these things. So a lot of people are coming up with some some really, I say bizarre but different sort of stories. So I'm 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 paying I'm paying attention. I'm, I'm paying attention. Are are your not, own uh, opinions on on a subject like that? Are are they do they shift at all? Do they ever adjust to to what uh, you're learning? I'm trying to incorporate what I've learned and 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 trying to change the terminology a little bit because it's not so much it's not so much uh, uh, that I can use the same Catholic or you know sort of the old traditional terminology. I, I've gone so far to say I don't you know, I don't say God anymore or uh, you know uh, the holy like uh, you know God as a, as a as a patriarchal like you know He you know the holy He is a masculine is more like because I I know God is not, not a, a man or a woman it's an entity right it's 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 a spirit so I'll I'll, I'll go I've changed my my way of saying you know the the um, uh, the creator, you know, of the universe, the creator of, you know, uh, the, the center, the center energy, the, the higher, the higher vibration. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I've just, just used by, I just used a, a different terminology when I'm, when I'm talking about certain things. Oh, well, it's all staticky. Quit, anyway. stop, quit touching stuff. Ah. <laughs> You're like a bad kid. Stop playing with your headphones. Stop fiddling uh. with it. No. <laughs> oh my God. What have I created? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, sis, uh, Sister Kia, uh, on the lines, uh, before we move too far from the subject, you know, with the docuseries that, that you guys are planning and talking about women, uh, you know, in the, in the history and, and religion and all that. Um, when you were called to convert, when you went from being, you know, a white witch to sister, not a nun, sister, I know, I understand there's a, there's a difference. That's Um, good that you know, because most people don't get that at all. Well, I only know because of you. I I listened to an interview you did before (laughs) and you explained it very well. And I'd love if you explained it again. Um, but I was just curious, did you have to give anything up? Did you have to sacrifice anything? Yeah, I had to cut Plato. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, I had to give up like, um, I mean, my witchy ways, right? Like, I mean, I totally had to change how I worshipped. And I gave away uh, a lot of my stuff, Um, like my, my, my supply kit, like I literally had uh, a suitcase on wheels full of like resins and oils and incense and different colored candles and 
you know, a bell and an asthma, like, which is a dull dagger for ceremonial purposes. Um, you know, like all the, all the stuff that I had, I gave it to, um, someone that I knew that was a witch and they were like thrilled to get it because I had so much stuff. Mm-hmm. So very much stuff. So I, I got rid of that. But like I said, like I kept my crystal ball. I don't practice divination with it. It's just really pretty. And, uh, same with the Ouija board. I never used it, but it's just, I think it's really cool that it was handmade from something from 1903 and the residual energy that must be a part of that is, yeah. is super interesting and cool. Um, you know, and I, I pray differently now, um, than I did before I pray more. Um, I'm, and you know, it's funny because when I was a witch, nobody gave me any flack mm-hmm. about being a witch right? Nobody had an issue with it. But when I converted to Catholicism, a lot of people had a lot of stuff to run their mouths about, you know, and it is it was just to me, it was really bizarre that I'm like, I'm a sister, and you're gonna say that like, you know, somebody like, was incredibly like, rawr, because I had makeup on like a little bit of makeup on. And I'm like, I'm not a nun. I can wear a little bit of makeup. It's not a big deal, like with my habit, because Lord knows a girl needs eyelashes <laughs> and eyebrows kind of thing. But, you know, they were like more worried about my makeup than my spiritual self. And I'm just like, you know, that's just not how the church rules. Uh, like, I don't think God's gonna care if i have mascara on <laughs> you know? yeah, there, yeah there's a there's a there's a bit there's a lot of uh, uh it's been, I, i've had this all my life it's and people look at the independent churches and they don't really see us as being valid or whatnot and they don't understand there's a lot of his, history and a lot of uh there's a lot of politics that were involved and there there are various churches uh that are independent uh very valid very recognized by rome as being valid however uh, for, for for whatever political reasons or war historical reasons, they have broken apart. And and what makes us valid uh, and what people don't seem to understand that is it's called the same kind of thing with, with Sister Kia with her 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 uh, association with the Reiki and, and being fully connected with the the creators. Uh, likewise, you know, as I what we call apostolic succession. Uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean that I'm I'm part of Rome as long as I can I can verify. Uh, that I am connected to one of the apostles, and, and mine is James. So it's like, you know, as the, you know, as uh, Jesus said, you know, as as the Father sent me, I sent you. He told the apostles, and you will do greater things than I. Uh, so you know, I can uh, my lineage, I can follow back to every every bishop that you know, or, you know, created a bishop, all the way back to to the apostle James. And and of course, James went well west towards Spain, and then of course to the Americas, and, and people had worked their way up. To the uh, South America, to Mexico. That's one part of the Mexican National Catholic Church. Now, I'm not Mexican by any means, but they kept the name Mexican Mexican because it was uh, the reason why they broke apart historically was the, um, the Mexican Revolution. There's a, a Hollywood movie called uh, for for great for greater glory, which extremely describes that the the Mexican government, uh, the Mexican the Mexican government at, at the time, back at the turn of the century, uh, wanted to oust the uh, the Catholic Church, uh, and uh, so all the bishops and all the priests uh, fled 
for the, for the, for the, for the exceptions of, of a very select few. And the peasants fought back and women were smuggling guns from the States over into Mexico. And they, and they, uh, uh, they fought back and they won. And when the revolution was over, uh, the, uh, the Catholic Church wanted to uh, reinstill their bishop back into Mexico. And they said, no, uh, we want to keep our own, our own archbishop. And at the time, uh, they asked the Pope if they could be autonomous. And the Pope says, yes. And that's been documented. So uh, the, the Pope said, yeah, you can be autonomous and you're separate because, you know, you guys fought the revolution. We, they fled and you guys remained and fought back. So, so we were still very much Catholic. We, our, our bishops were Roman Catholic, but decided now to be independent. And, and that's why we kept the, the, there's the Mexican Catholic Church and there's the Mexican National Catholic Church. And we kept that national part because they were the ones who remained and fought this revolution. So there's there's a, an actual historical basis for being independent. Uh, the, the, national, the Polish nationals have their own history. The Ukrainian nationals, the Greek nationals, the Coptic churches. These are all very much uh, uh, independent. The, the old Roman Catholic Church, uh, which is very widespread now, they also had their his, historical backing. So again, it depends where you are, but it's the apostolic succession that makes me valid. It's not so much the, my association with anybody in particular. I mean, I've had many bishops to consecrate me, uh, uh, the charismatic Catholics out of your Connecticut, uh, the Mexican nationals out of, the, out of Texas and, and, and Mexico. So um, that's what makes us valid. And so people look at us and say, oh, you're independent. You're not part of Rome. So we get trash talked a lot and they say, well, you're not really, you're not, Rome, not Roman Catholic. You're just some internet Catholic, uh, some bishop, whatever. And that's not the case at all. They, people need to do their homework and they need to understand that we are valid. But what's beautiful about it is we're independent. We, uh, I'm the highest authority. I'm a cardinal. And uh, we don't have uh, popes, you know, in the independent Catholic Church. We have patriarchs. We have uh, whatnot. And uh, this is what makes us valid. So, uh, again, I, I think that's a benefit because it allows you to really open up the doors to people who have wonderful gifts and that just enriches everything, and I'm just no, I'm just I just continue to grow and learn learn about Reiki, learn about uh, light workers, learn about the people who do crystal work. And these have, I, I mean, I'm not an expert by any means. Uh, the I teach them all that stuff. So, yeah, well, <laughs> or he yeah. defers to me if someone asks him. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go, That's more her jam. Yeah, yeah. Like, go, 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 go. I, I, I'll, I'm just saying, just go, go talk to the girls. That's their, they're their bag. I don't do that, you know. I, I, hey, I, it's not a bad <laughs> idea to have, you know, some experts in your pocket, somebody who who knows so deeply about the uh, the subject. You know, that's why you you defer to these folks. But um, yeah, I think uh, just uh, to kind of pin that uh, what you were saying, like I think your success rate, what you guys do when you're on your investigations and the and actually perform the exorcisms, you have a pretty good success with rate, rate with that. And I think that kind of speaks for itself. And mm -hmm. um, when we were speaking before, uh, you know, I remember really appreciating and I, I sincerely appreciate it now just this, this um, pairing that you do with you, you bring the traditional and, and the, you know, the fundamental, you know, like those values of mm -hmm. Catholicism, and you bring right. it to this openness to to the paranormal, to clairvoyance and abilities and sensitivities and all of that, uh, you know, nothing is off the table. You know, it's not you're not closing any doors here, and that can just only bring more people to mm -hmm. to you. And you know, when they right. need help, but with your uh, investigations and with your your exorcisms uh, that you're performing, 
um, I was curious because it is this time of year. Uh, do you do you notice? Do you guys notice uh, like a, a rise in cases, maybe around Halloween, or at least like certain times of the year? No, I, I don't. I I think it's I think it's uh, it's 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 growing throughout the year. I don't think Halloween has anything to do with it so much. Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, uh, people are really uh, fixated on Halloween. I mean, in some places, I think Halloween is celebrated more than Christmas, uh, and they put a lot more in, into it than than Christmas, believe it or not. But it's not so much uh, Halloween that brings it out. I think it's just people's intentions. I think people just are are out there exploring new things and. Uh, they're exploring new things, doing their own thing. Uh, I think evil is starting to grow only because uh, the economy is not great, the uh, pandemic, uh, the, uh, the the wars, uh, the insecurities of the you know of you know are we going to have enough energy? Are we going to have enough money? Are we going to be able to pay our bills? Are our inflation rates going up? So I think there's just so much negativity, not intentional, but just just fear mongering on the news. Uh, these kinds of things uh, are really. Uh, making people sort of, uh, making people create this, uh, this 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 uncertainty, this un this uneasiness, and that in itself creates uh, enough enough uh, negative energy, evil, if you want to call it. But I mean, it's I think that I don't think it's any particular time of the year. I just think it's just people as a whole are just starting to be really uncertain. Yeah, yeah, no, it does seem like there's a there's an unnecessary extra heaviness nowadays. But um, yeah. how I would I would love to uh, revisit. Uh, I think we did last time. Kind of what you guys what do you guys do? What does the process look like when you go into a, a possible case? Well, there's a lot of behind the scene work before we even get to that point, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of uh, paperwork that we have to go through. I usually speak to the person and do a reading. Um, we like to have people cleared by a medical doctor and by a psychiatrist um, in case they're suffering. You know, they can have mental illness and still be possessed. But, to, you know, yeah. to just make sure that, you know, what they're what they're suffering from is, you know, maybe they're schizophrenic and they've never been diagnosed and they're not medicated or what have you. Um, and once they're kind of cleared that hurdle, um, then we start working with them to do homework because they have to be ready for the exorcism. So they're given prayers to say every day. Um, they're given, you know, we try and mail out the holy oil and the salt and the water for them with instructions about what to do with it and how to have a cleansing bath and what to do in your house and stuff. And we kind of, it's inclusive. Like we can't go in and fix everything for everybody. They have to be part of their healing and they have to change their lives because obviously it wasn't working before, right? Like there's a reason that there's a demon um, in your life kind right. of thing. Right. And have to figure out that reason that's helpful, um, you know, between Plato taking confession from people before an exorcism to me reading them. Um, then, you know, we usually have a handle on that. Um, and certainly people write and they're like, you're going to think I'm crazy. And it's like, no, we don't actually like, uh, I mean, if I told you all the stuff that happened at my house, uh, when I was there, like the, the demon house, I call it, it was, it was crazy, you know? And if I, I, if I had said anything to the wrong person, they would have thought I was bananas. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I'm accepting of people's stories until, um, 
proven otherwise we assume it's the truth and so they have to go forward with like cleansing baths and going to mass and which may be uncomfortable for them um you know because just because of being surrounded by religious artifacts and priests and you know that sort of thing and we work on it and then when we do an exorcism it usually takes I mean, it's usually a day, a full day, like an 18 hour day kind of thing. And we start at the outside and work our way in. So we salt the property line and around the house, we bury blessed medallions at the corners of the houses. You know, we kind of like are working in to trap it so it can't get out. And then the house is sprinkled with salt. The windows and the doors are have crucifixes drawn on them and holy oil. You know, we, um, Plato has beautiful incense that you can only get from monks. Where is it, Plato, that in it, your incense? It's, in, it's somewhere in Patras, Patras Greece. It's the, uh, the monks uh, actually are, live in the mountain there. Ever, ever, ever see the James Bond movie, you know, For Your Eyes Only, there was a, a mountain where you're going to go up with a basket, and there were monks up there. They don't come down. They actually make the incense. They break up the stones, and that's how they make their money. They break it up. But it's the most... Lav- sorry, the most lavish smelling, perfumey kind of uh, really church incense. It's just wonderful. Uh, these monks are very holy. Uh, they actually have the original book of John from the, from the Bible, the original manuscript that was written, uh, and they protect it. So it's, uh, that's where I pick it up. I, I mean, I've got so much of it now. I go there. With, not, 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 I don't get it every year. I, when my, 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 I have friends or family that go over to Greece. I'll have to go pick it up. But it's, it's uh, I mean, I use the real... I, I, I don't, I don't cheap out. I get the good stuff for, for people, <laughs> you know, you know, but, but, you know, but I mean, like, yeah, just to follow what you're saying is we, we really do a lot of investigative work. We really we interview people. We want to know that they're serious about what they want to do. It's important. We get the consent that this is what they want because without consent is not going to work. Uh, we do the medical background checks. Uh, we get them to do site consents. I mean, both are, uh, Kia and I, myself are nurses. So during the process, we'll, we'll do, vitals we do blood pressure we monitor them to see how they are as through the process we stop and give them a rest if we need to um uh, uh, i mouth. usually go through and do a complete health history with them yeah. and, medications and what medications yeah. they're on yeah. and, you know, what, medica- what conditions they are suffering from and you know because we have to protect ourselves too right um right so that we don't end up getting sued by someone yeah um, we, we've got we, we got, we've got like we've got we've got like a liability forms they sign off on but i mean i also will, will bring like if, it, if there's a woman that needs to be uh exercise i bring like sure there's women present for mm-hmm. their dignity for their dignity there's so much that's involved it isn't like we get a phone call and say oh yeah okay i'm, I'm in my car I'll, I'll be there in five minutes it's, there's a lot of lot of preparatory work now mind you it's it's a little quicker than the, what the vatican would go through it might take you two years before you see somebody um but it, for us it, you know I, i'll be honest on average it will take a couple of months and we want to make sure they're serious they, that they're that they're vetted properly and that they they're actually doing the homework we ought to send them homework i'll send them prayers to do and then to say i want them to go to church i want them, i say do you have a crucifix in your house get one on the wall get a bible start reading as a family and uh, you know when i started seeing that they're actually doing some of the things that we're asking them to do then we know we're that they're serious then we make the trip to do what we have to do so uh, it, it, there's a there, there's a fair bit of still a fair bit of, of stuff to do but we, we want to make sure that they're serious because because they don't understand that we, we're there we're only there one day once once we're done 
we're gone. Like then their journey continues. It's not like, okay, we fix your problem. You go your merry way and you know, it's all done. It's not like Harry Potter, you know, we wait a while and it's done. You know, they, they have to continue with, with their journey, you know, continue doing what you're doing and, and stay with it. Right. Don't go, don't go back to your errant ways as to what, what caused the problem. We want to make sure that your journey continues on because it's actually their journey. It's not ours. You know, people ask me, what is an exorcist? And sometimes I come up with this terminology. I, I say, I'm I'm just there, and and Kia, we're there to get your free will back. That you've lost it somewhere. Either you gave it, or you inadvertently, or directly. But uh, um, I was there to get your free will back, give it to you, and now you take it and you run with it. It's your journey now. You protected it. It's your free will. It's your soul. Uh, so I'm there just to get it back for you uh, that you've lost. Uh, that's really all we do. Uh, yeah. And then we then we're there for the support. Uh, you know, as they're going forward, as they need help, they, they call us up. But I find, you know, uh, the fact that I go in, and I, a lot of priests will go in and sometimes go various days, go there with several days to do something. But by, by bringing people like Kia and other, other members who are gifted, we can go in, I send them out, okay, tell me what you see. Okay, so-and-so did this, and that's how he came in. He brought it in, they got attached to this person and whatnot. Uh, then it gives me a, a, a plan of care. How am I going to approach this? How we're all going to do this? I find we only have to make one visit because we figure out what the problem is, what happened, who brought it in, and and that's 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 changed this up. And then and then when we leave, you know, that's why it's an, an all day event. Once we're there, because and you know you have to. We're doing everything in the house with the salt, the water, the oil. Even the animals are protected. Like we Everybody. put holy oil, make a crucifix, a sign of a crucifix on animals. Like I've put holy oil on a gerbil before because <laughs> it's a living vessel, right? And you right. don't want it to jump out of, of the person that you're trying to help and have it jump into someone or some other, uh, you know, something right. else. Yeah, um, yeah, that would, uh, that would be terrifying for me i i love my animals as if they are children it's mm -hmm. it's unnatural how much i love them no, to think no that one, something like yeah. that could happen you know that they're yeah, at no, risk yeah. nobody yeah. leaves the house no, like nobody leaves the house like people stay open the window and let them out and do your sage let them out no it's not we we do the whole house i tell them no one leaves the house not the animals not the children the family mm -hmm. everybody involved stays in the home and we work our way we work our way in and and then get rid of it that way i've had people try to leave I said, no, no, you need to stay um, because you know, that's the person who brought it in and they're trying to get out. No, no. So it's, it's basically everybody gets, everybody's encased and then and we, we box them in again in a sort of a, um, you know, a, a bubble. And then we, we work our way in until we find the problem and then yeah. weed it out. Yeah. Uh, that, that way, and then no one leaves with any attachments, no one leaves with any issues. Um, but uh, other people work the other way. They just open the window, sage everything out, go out the door. Well, that's not great because they're going to go down the street and attack the next vulnerable person. So that is, uh, that's the, uh, that's the sort of the, the, the approach I take with Tia and others. So. Stay tuned for part two of this conversation where we will pick up right where we left off on Tuesday. We get into some incredible stories about encountering an incubus and shadow figures while Sister Kia lived in what she calls a demon house, how paranormal investigators might inadvertently be consenting to attachments from negative entities, how Archbishop Plato recommends getting rid of those attachments, and their experience blessing the Warrens Occult Museum. 
All links to follow and subscribe to my guest's socials and YouTube channel can be found below. They are going to be doing some incredible stuff over there that you're not going to want to miss. Please rate and review this show if you loved this episode and want to see more just like it. I'm a woman of the people. I'm listening. And I hear you. And I very much appreciate it. I feel the need to mention that our season on psychics and mediums will be coming to an end oh so shortly. That means a conclusion episode is in our sights, where we will revisit all that we have learned this season, and I will put it all together wrapped up in a shiny bow of newfound knowledge and personal opinion for the season finale. And once that is done, a new season will be upon us. What does that mean? How does this affect me in any way, you might wonder? Well. Like I said, I'm a woman of the people. I would like all y'all's input as to what we should investigate next. It's a big old paranormal world out there, ripe for the picking of any one subject. So, start sending your suggestions for Season 5 subject to paranormgirlpod at gmail.com or message me on any social at paranormgirlpod and I'll announce the winning topic at the finale. That's going to do it for now. Catch part two next week. It's getting oh so close to Halloween. The veil between the living and the dead grows thin. The air colder. The days darker. The mysterious. More alive. So, stay safe. Keep the nightlight on. And sleep with one eye open. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.